Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. Talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit Renown Talent, R E N O W N Talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Looking for a convenient, cost effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information, and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to Do Not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. All right, everybody, welcome to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kui from MedicalCodingGeek.com. Today in the podcast, we have Dr. Richard Pinson from Pinson and Tang LLC. You also might recognize the last name Pinson and Pinson and Tang uh, from the original CDI pocket guide. Now, you'll hear in the podcast episode where I first learned of that two the two last names when I first got started in CDI. But before we begin, uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, so please pick up your Apple device go to Apple Podcasts and leave our show a five-star rating or review. You can check out Not Also Classified and Medical Coding Geek on social media, including Facebook, which um, as of today, I believe is going to be called Meta, so M-E-T-A, so I don't know how that's going to change, but you could find uh, Not Also Classified at NEC Podcast and, the, and Medical Coding Geek at MED Coding Geek on Facebook, Meta, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, and Instagram. And also, you can find Medical Coding Geek on TikTok. You can check out our Facebook Meta groups uh, as well. You can find them on medicalcodinggeek.com. And if you're interested as well in promoting your brand or service or a company, 
by using our podcast platform or our videos, please feel free to reach out to us. And of course, you can find me. My name is Brian Kui. My last name is spelled C-U-I. I'm on LinkedIn. So in part one of this interview with Dr. Pinson, we go into his career journey from where he started in internal medicine and and emergency room medicine. And he discusses how he got recruited by a CDI consulting company to start his CDI journey. That's where he got paired up with Cynthia Tang uh, as they worked for that uh, consulting company. And that's how somehow with their interactions with one another and their experience in, in consulting in CDI, the CDI pocket guide was uh, created. Um, Dr. Pinson also talks about his um, journey into getting or obtaining the CCS credential, which I find very interesting that physicians uh, get coding credentials to at least cross over and have a better understanding of what coding is like in relationship to their medical skills. We also talk about how uh, Pinson and Tang was created, how uh, Dr. Pinson and Cynthia Tang joined forces to create their own company and ultimately create the CDI Pocket Guide. Uh, so without further ado, here is part one of my interview with Dr. Richard Pinson. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Not Also Classified Podcast. As you can see behind me. I have my trusty skeleton. <laughs> so uh, if you guys are wondering, there is no podcast. Well, as, as this is being released, there will be no podcast. I had a schedule change, uh, but because this will be released around October, I decided to get my skeleton decoration out and, and uh, get festive with Halloween. Anyways, I do have a very special guest, everybody's special, but of course, um, this makes it even more special because today on the podcast, I have Dr. Richard Pinson. Dr. Pinson, how are you today? Doing uh, great, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, glad to hear it. Yeah. So I've been, as I, as I mentioned before, we were talking earlier, uh, my background is in clinical documentation integrity. And, and so I've, I've done... I started out in CDI back in 2006, really, really early on. I guess it, when when CD, what CDI used to be called clinical documentation improvement, and even before um, the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists were out, it was just to me like a concept that I got hired in, and slowly and progressively, you know, people who got into CDI wanted resources <laughs> right and mm-hmm. and we i remember i mean just so you know when i got into cdi i my background is i am not a nurse i have a background in health information management i got into cdi just by be given just given a chance right and I, i've actually uh recorded a podcast episode with my previous boss who actually had, had hired me and um when we got started, I mean, I, I only had like basic training in DRGs, uh, on-the-job training with medical coding, inpatient coding, uh, yes. really basic training in <laughs> with clinicals. I had none. So, I, of course, I had to be paired up with a nurse and learn that way. 
but there's only so much that you can learn uh, on the job. And somehow, like, you know, you can be guided one way, you can guide, be guided in another way. And I know the ACDIS came out and because there was a need, because I've actually, uh, you know, did a podcast episode with Brian Murphy. And the way I understood is that there was a need. There was people getting into CDI and people inquiring, just like, you know, like coding clinic. There's, there needs to be some form of guidance uh, in this realm uh, back then. And all of a sudden, people started talking about this pocket guy. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's this pocket guy <laughs> out there. Where, where could I get it? And, and, and I remember the, the two names, the two last names, Pinson and Tang. And so that, that to me has always uh, rung in my head. So anybody who tells me, well, go get the, the, the pocket guide. I know there's a different pocket guide with Actus now, but I've always referred to getting the one from Pinson and Tang since they are, as I would call the OGs in the game uh, that really developed this, this, uh, this pocket guide that goes step by step, DRG by DRG. Uh, condition by condition, CC and MCC, all of that, SOI, ROM, uh, you know, those are the things that I, that I understood. And, and by looking at the, the, this pocket guide, it helped you go through every possible um, nook and cranny <laughs> for me, because I used to work at a, at a trauma, level, level, trauma, level one trauma center, open heart, uh, just a very wide variety of specialties. And so to have a guy like, okay, well, if I had seen this condition, I will go find it this, in this book. It'll help me guide me through. And that kind of, you know, set me straight and guided me through my career path. But anyways, you could talk about that later, <laughs> right? And how it got started. But uh, the way we connected, of course, is through LinkedIn, right? And so right. Um, it actually became... Uh, it was through your events, uh, you and uh, Cynthia Tang, uh, you were promoting your events, uh, free CEUs uh, once a month. And so I got caught wind of that and I, I took over um, what's called Hit Knots back then uh, with Mary Dudash White from Ohio and she retired and she gave me this uh, Hit Knots thing where she offers free CEUs. And so when I took over Hit Knots, uh, and made it their CEU hit list. Um, I was looking for CEUs, and people were asking, "Can we? Can is there anything aside from coding and HIM uh, that you can offer for free CEUs?" And I said, "I will look. I'll look around." Right. So um, I did a search on the internet. I did on LinkedIn, wherever it may be. And of course, I find that you guys were offering free CEUs once a month. I know previously you were doing sepsis. Um, as of this recording tomorrow, you guys are doing one on AKI and CKD and acute tubular necrosis. Um, so what I did is I actually I actually you know signed up for the the um, what do you call it the listserv right the the email list and I get monthly updates on when you guys do that and so I take the link and I put it on the list and I share that out with everybody else. Oh, that's uh, so, fantastic. Yeah. So from there, I was like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, I might as well connect with the man. And then, then, and eventually down the line, I'm sure I have to uh, do an interview with Cynthia. Um, I said, well, I might as well connect with them on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, and then, um, and then when we connected, you were promoting, I'm like, I'm already promoting you, man. So <laughs> you don't have to promote to me because I'm already promoting, you know, promoting your, your stuff. And I'm well aware of your work. And uh, I said, you know what? I think this would be a great opportunity, just like anything else. If I make a new connection on LinkedIn, 
um, I'm going to ask, can they be on the podcast? Because I would like, because, you know, people who connect on LinkedIn or with me, they don't connect any further. They just want to see what I do. Um, I take it a step further. I said, well, let me just get you on a podcast and uh, let's talk. (laughs) Let's just have a conversation about yourself. And that's where we are today. (laughs) So here we are. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad to have you on. I'm I'm very uh, interested because this is our very first conversation. Um, I'm very interested in your background and everything leading up to today. So this is the first question I'm going to give you, Dr. Pinson. Where did you come from and how did you get to where you are today? That's a comprehensive question. And, (laughs) uh, you know, the way I'd I'd like to approach that is give you a little bit about my background professionally and how it relates to CDI and then to the pocket guide. Yeah. Which, uh, which came from all that work. So uh, my, my medical background is primarily in internal medicine and emergency medicine Mm -hmm. um, uh, in which I was um, board certified in both of those fields. I actually trained as an internist with uh, four years of residency uh, and board certified there. However, I practiced emergency medicine, you know, for the acute care nature, which I love so much in internal medicine Mm -hmm. as I was trained. So I actually, they didn't have hospitalists back in those days, which I'm sure I would have been if, if they had, but um, I practiced emergency medicine for 20 years and was board certified uh, for 20 years in that specialty. So um, after about 20 years of practice, 20, 22 years of practice, uh, I had a request from a a friend who was working with a consulting firm in CDI Mm. at the time about whether I would be interested in helping them train doctors and train nurses and train coders and other specialists. And so I said, well, well, sure. That sounds really interesting to me. So um, as a part of that, I decided uh, to become certified as a coding specialist and got the AHIMA CCS because I wanted to be able to speak and understand, uh, you know, where coders were coming from mm-hmm. because coders know that doctors don't generally know very much about coding. Uh, so I think that was an important step. And uh, when I went to work with this company, I was paired with Cynthia Tang back hmm. then. Oh, okay. And this is probably, you know, right around the time or a little before that you became exposed to CDI for the first time. And uh, both of us recognized back then that there were no good, concise, uh, sort of authoritative sources for the kind of information you spoke about, about what does a clinical documentation specialist need to know and do? What do coders need to know and do with respect to CDI? Mm -hmm. And uh, in our work, we, we had a lot of clinical experience. Cynthia had a lot of CDI background going all the way back to 
the origin of DRGs. Um, she got started when she was young, so she's not all that ancient uh, as I am. Uh, and so the intent uh, here was to, uh, to do that, to write a pocket guide that would do these things and make the connection between the, the clinical world and the coding world, which is so crucial in, um, in CDI. Uh, as you know, our challenge is to make sure that physicians are documenting clinically with terminology that will match the correct codes uh, to correctly describe uh, the patient's condition. And that's always been a, been a big challenge. Um, well, let me, let me, let me step in here. I do have a question. Um, okay, go ahead. Shoot. Yeah. After you said after 20, 22 years in, in medicine, emergency medicine, internal medicine, and right. um, you got this opportunity for CDI and you said, yes, why did you say yes? What made it a tr- intriguing in the first place that you decided to, after 22 years, jump on to another, um, I guess, career per se? It's even though it's in the same line in healthcare, right? But it just is a different track. So, what made it intriguing? Uh, the proposal uh, to make a, a, a change. It's a great question, and um, there there are a couple of factors. One was that. You know, after 20 years or so of doing emergency medicine, uh, high stress kind of practice, mm-hmm. shift work, including nights, um, this looked like an opportunity to move in another direction. I've always been a person who's been open to uh, a career change where it looks like there's something important to do. And I felt like the CDI really drew heavily upon my clinical experience, but by, by learning about the coding uh, with the CCS, I felt like this is really a great opportunity to um, combine these things and use multiple skills. So that looked uh, Looked uh, very, very interesting to me. Uh, also, it included consulting work and writing about CDI, clinical things. And so uh, it, it was education, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it involved education of, of others, coders, documentation specialists, uh, physicians. And that's something uh, long ago as I first got started in my career I had hoped to do was perhaps be an academic medicine and and be a teacher. And I've always loved teaching. And uh, I had a little bit opportunity to do that in emergency medicine, but this really opened up a whole, a whole uh, huge opportunity to actually um, accomplish those early goals Mm -hmm. that I had had, but, um, didn't um, sort of work out the way you might expect it to. So uh, that, that was a real big, real big draw for me, the teaching aspects. And that's continued to, 
to hold my interest. And as you know, we do a lot of teaching. We do a lot of writing. We have the pocket guide and we have these free webinars that we do for coders and documentation specialists that draw on the pocket guide, the content in the pocket guide. Uh, and especially as it's updated annually each year. So this pocket guide has been through 15 editions, wow. 15 annual Editions and ours is, as you said, the original CDI pocket guide. This has been so popular. Actus does publish another one, uh, it's different from ours. And uh, for people who want the background and experience that we've had for so long, uh, uh, ours is available from us, Pinson and Tang. Yep, yep. Now, the the CCS, right? I, I know you mentioned before that you decided to get the CCS. Um, for most physician advisors that I have seen, they they do or they don't, right? They don't have a, a like a coding credential. Um, some do, right? I, I'm actually surprised, you know, when 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 I hear physicians know how to code, it just very much you know, I guess, um, uh, well, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example, right? He, this, this, this was a neurosurgeon, right? And he performed interventional radiology. He was the one, he's one of the few physicians that can do, I forgot what it was, but he, he, he inserts uh, stents from the femoral artery and then he, do, he goes uh, intracranially. Uh, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, could you imagine reading those cases? It was very interesting. Um, and I remember one time, you know, back again, 2006 was when I first started and 2006, we were using, uh, to date myself paper queries, right? So we used to have mm-hmm. these computers, <laughs> these computers on wheels, right. And we would print out, you know, we would type the query and then we would have a, like a little printer on the bottom. We would print it out and, you know, the, the medical records weren't fully electronic. They were hybrid. And I would put a uh, query into the, the progress notes and it would have, you know, basic things, initial DRG, initial, you know, initial uh, principles, secondary diagnoses, procedures, et cetera. Right. And so keep in mind, I am a very new CDI. I'm a very new coder. I'm a very new clinical person. And I put that, I put a query in and I had my phone number and I, and, and for some reason I get a call. And I get a call from this doctor and he says, um, hello, is this, is this Brian? I said, yes, this is Brian. I says, hi, this is Dr. So-and-so from uh, neurosurgery. I'm like, oh, how, you know, I didn't expect that doctor wow. to call me. Yeah, you know? wow. I didn't expect the doctor to call me. And he says, I, I said, yeah, what's, what's going on? Is everything okay? Uh, is, there anything, is there anything that I can help you with? And he says, not, not really. And he says, and he says, I, I'm looking at this and, um, uh, the color, the color of the of the uh, query sheet that we use is blue. I'm looking at your blue sheet. <laughs> you know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at your blue sheet, and I'm looking over your codes. And uh, I think you assigned the wrong code. It should be. And he gave me the code, like a subarachnoid hemorrhage. You know, there's certain types of, uh, I guess, lo- loss of consciousness, etc. And he was telling me, no, it should be this. I'm like, okay, I, I will make note of that, Dr. So-and-so. And I was very surprised. And so whenever I hear 
um, like a physician telling, like be on the same page as me, I guess, per se, uh, in, in terms of translating what he does, he does, he does the procedure itself and then translating into the codes. And I had to ask him, I said, doctor, how do you know these codes? Yeah, I work on it day by day. You know, I try and do my own billing or I get involved in my own billing. So I understand what the codes are. I understand the specificity. I'm like, great. This, <laughs> I'm glad that you're you're telling me this so I don't have to bother you because apparently, you know, and I, I would like to connect with you. So those are that's one thing that uh, that definitely um, kind of impressed me. And so speaking of that, you know, I, I, I get very impressed when physicians uh, cross over into coding and even the same way around, you know, when nurses cross over to coding or even when coders cross into understanding their clinicals, right? So that way they're very well-rounded, you know? Um, So that way we're on the same page. I think that's very important. But for your aspect, for my question to you is, what was preparing for the CCS like? When did you, when did you, when did you take it? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you asked that question (laughs) because this is a great story. If I can tell, if I can tell a story, Okay, in as you may know, in order to take the CCS, mm-hmm. you have to become qualified. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that might mean being a coder for five years and having yeah. experience in coding, mm-hmm. right? Or you can be trained in an accredited program as a coder and get a a diploma. Mm-hmm of billing insurance and medical billing insurance and coding. So Dr. Pinson, not being a coder and not wishing to be a coder for five years, uh, applies for a, um, a diploma course online uh, college. Okay. So I need this diploma. Well, at first there was a little reluctance to allow me to take it because I didn't have my high school transcript. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they were, they've never had somebody, I guess, ask to take this course mm. so that I could qualify. And so I said, well, I can give you my college transcript. I can give you my medical school transcripts. I have board certification in internal medicine, emergency medicine, I can, I can provide for you, but I cannot get my high school transcript. Mm -hmm. And so they basically said, well, let's, let us check on that and see if that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) with just, you know, with just a little bit of encouragement. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, actually, you know, I do have this MD degree, so I'm, I'm trained in a lot of the things. I think it's valid. Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, 
education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N group.com slash shop and use our promo code geek, G-E-E-K-1-5 at checkout. And I hope you're going to exempt me from, you know, medical terminology and anatomy and physiology courses. So um, with just a little bit of uh, encouragement, they, they finally allowed me to take this course. And That's so I funny. spent two years taking this online course. Wow. You know, in addition to my job time, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to become, get this diploma this college, this online college, Amazing. Diploma, which then allowed me to take it. I had to have something. I couldn't just walk in there and take the exam, say I'm a doctor. They're going to say, ah, <laughs> you know, get some training in coding yeah. first. You got to give a little bit more than that. <laughs> so, yeah, right. You got to have a little more than that. So I think it's a great story. It, it, you know, I really enjoy telling it. It's, but, uh, it's true. And because I did that, because I got all that training, I really got thorough training, you know, in the classification system in how to apply it. It, it wasn't just, you know, here's a bunch of codes or I know some codes, mm-hmm. but, but I had all the tools. And I, then I also had the clinical experience that I could really see the matchup uh, encoding and, uh, you know, Cynthia Tang, uh, came from, from a, uh, HIM background. Mm-hmm. So she knew all this coding stuff, but she'd had a tremendous amount of clinical experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so the two of us really, you know, we, we both have similar skills, but we complement each other and we, we, uh, sort of, um, bounce things off each other all the time. You know, how are we going to handle this particular, um, complicated clinical coding issue and uh, a a lot of good back and forth that really um, makes it good. I, I, I like the, the back and forth and the, 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 I guess the word is collaboration, right? So collaborating both from the clinical side and the uh, coding side. And, you know, I, the people I, I normally talk to or whenever I do, let's say, for example, webinars for local chapters, they're mostly coders, right? And so mm-hmm. their understanding of coding when they're trained, right? And I'm sure that when you were trained was, and I, I would like to, to, to ask about that when you were trained as a, as a coder, not as a CDI, because you were preparing for your CCS, Right. Right. And the way I understood, I even taught coding myself, right? So the way it was taught is if it wasn't documented, you don't code it, right? And right. For, for coders on, a, on, on the productive side, because they have to be you know, producing 
completed charts, coded charts, et cetera. So they're not necessarily digging deep, as I would say, uh, compared to like for a, you know, for a CDI specialist, they have to dig deeper uh, to, you know, look at the codes, look at the diagnoses, assign the proper initial codes, uh, make sure they're valid and see if there's anything missing that is not documented, but clinically valid that they can query. And so when you were, so you were doing it both, right? You were doing the coding, tra- the coding training and the, and also the consulting training. Um, is there, I, I guess what I would want to ask is when you went through the training, do you think currently now, uh, for coding programs is should there be any changes on how it's being taught? So like if you, you underwent a training for two years in coding, if you had to go do it all over again, or if you had to revise their uh, curriculum, how would you do it? That would be more beneficial to also looking at CDI. That's a good question because um, uh, thinking about that, uh, I'm also uh, thinking about the fact that the HEMA has this uh, CDI credential, mm-hmm. the Clinical Documentation Improvement Professional. Yep, yep. And um, I have that credential, yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you've got to offer basic coding uh, certification to coders when they first getting started. And I think trying to jump straight into CDI and teach all that is maybe going a little too, adding too much to the basic uh, CCS. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the approach they've taken is a pretty good one uh, to, to have the CDI credential and to encourage people to explain a little bit about CDI, what it's all about. So when they first, when they first hit the ground running as coders, they'll at least know what CDI is. And I suspect that's there as a very basic element in the CCS Mm -hmm. uh, credential, but uh, I'm glad that AHIMA has this sort of coder focused CDI credential. Because uh, I also took that recently. Oh, did you? Yeah, the, I, I wanted to have that credential as well. Um, and um, I think it, it is focused a little more on what coders need to know than maybe what nurses need to know. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's the right approach. They have that for everybody. Uh, Ahima is really interested in promoting CDI. Now they were a little slow, uh, a little behind the curve. Uh, (laughs) I can talk about that too. (laughs) They have a great relationship with uh, with Ahima. I'm not being critical, but you know, Actus kind of got ACDIS got to jump on them that's what that was it's funny you say that because um when i had brian murphy on the podcast i was exactly telling him that because uh going back to 2006 right uh before actus was even formed right there was no association and uh i had my rhia oh i still have it now uh the registered health information administrator 
right. after completing my bachelor's. And so that's all I, that's the only credential I had coming in as a CDI. And this was before the CDIP ever came out. And I'm like thinking, boy, this, this CDI thing back in 2006 is going to be popular because <laughs> people are starting to talk about it, uh, especially on, you know, the internet, social media, uh, AHIMA, um, nurses, coders. I'm like, where do we go? And when I was talking to Brian Murphy, he says, well, we created it because uh, there was a need. There was a need for a community uh, to be guided because there's a community out there. Like, what do we do? Where do we go? And so that's why Actus was created. And the thing is, um, I was waiting for Ahima. Really, I, I really was. I was like hoping, can they get on the ball and and do something? Because I myself was a HIMA member, and I was waiting. I was like, come on, let's let's get on the ball because when they come out with the credential, I'm gonna go get it. Because I am not going to pay two association fees because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm on a budget here uh, and I'm waiting. I'm going to waiting and waiting. All of a sudden, then you have Actis, then you have the CCDS. I'm like, come on, Ahima. <laughs> come on, Ahima. Come on, what's your credential? And uh, they finally got it out. But then they started beta testing. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want to be a, a guinea pig. And so I decided on, I think it was 2015. The, the same year when ICD-10 came out, I decided to go for the, uh, the CDIP. And at the time, they didn't have any study guide. None. No study guide. And, oh. <laughs> and what, what's funny is I took the test in 2015. 2016, guess what? They came out with a study guide. <laughs> 300 questions, you know, uh, with practice tests and everything. So the way I prepared, though, was, I, you know, again, what what resources do I have, you know, to to go to, you know, I I, I used the, uh, I didn't have, I didn't own a, you know, the 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 pocket guide that you guys created. I had to borrow one. I said, give me a give me this pocket guide because I need this because I know they're gonna ask me questions about this for the CDIP. I actually took the um the Agdis study guide which there was no study guide except for this one in the market, you know, 99 bucks. I'm like, boy, that's expensive for. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? But I understood it because it's, it's, it's all about business. There's nothing else out there and it's all about demand. I said, okay, I'm going to give my money to them because there's no, there's nothing else to guide me. And so of course you're going to pay that money. And so I used that. Um, uh, Ahima did have a textbook. They did have a textbook at the time. And I, I, I grabbed that. I took that, but I forgot who the author was. Um, I took that book and I studied it. Right. And so you tell me, you're telling me that the CDIP is geared toward uh, coders. I agree. Uh, and then I actually studied for this. Essentially, I was studying for the CCDS, but I didn't want to take the CCDS. I wanted to take the CDIP. I didn't want to pay two association right. fees. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to do that. So I basically used Agnes material and a human material to get a AHIMA credential. And so when you t- when you talk about the differences, I agree that the CDIP is more geared on a coding focused, and even a uh, RHIA uh, management type of focus because they do ask questions on yes. leadership, management, uh, privacy and security. And uh, other things, right? 
So it's more like the way solving I, and yes, like I feel yeah, like what, it's more like you're, you as if you're like a director on? or a manager of a CDI program. Right. Yes, I noticed that. Um, and it's interesting that you talk about preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, for the uh, CDIP uh, and um, also for the CCDS. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know the CDI pocket guide is really designed sort of as a as a textbook if you want to use it that way. Right. It's designed as a sort of a study guide to take those examinations. It's not just you know a, a tool that's used every day in a, a documentation specialist daily work, mm. but it, um, it has all, all those aspects. It offers all of that uh, type of information that's so crucial for, uh, for both of those, uh, for both of those credentials. And I agree. It, it, it's a, it's a resource that can be used in every stage of a CDA professional, if that's what you're trying to say. Right. So like from the early stage, from a preparation stage, you're trying to get certified um, all the way to just using it as a reference, you know, you may haven't done, for example, I don't know, uh, CHF for a while. That's kind of funny, (laughs) you know, you haven't done CHF for a while, but you you need a refresher on CHF, you know, and, and take a look at that. You'll find it. You'll find everything very similar to anatomy and physiology book, but also then the crossover uh, to the coding side and then the DRG side. Right. And what do you need to look for, you know? And, and I think that's very important. The crossover is, is great. And it's, it's, it's really highly focused on the things that are the most pertinent information. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to have, uh, you know, a, a, huge spiral notebook filled with Mm. all kinds of information about everything. Mm. It's just, you know, what are the most pertinent things? What are the most pertinent coding rules? What are the most pertinent guidelines? What are the most pertinent medical conditions that we see all the time uh, and that we have the most difficulty with, or we ask queries about most frequently. So that was, that was another purpose in that is to, Make it highly focused and, and not to throw too much information at anybody. Yeah. Could you imagine, you know, <laughs> lugging like, you know, when you when you first started your uh, coding training, you know, and I'm sure most coding students go through this is that here's the books that you need. You need this book. You need an ICD-9 book, you need, uh, whatever, mm. ICD, ICD diagnosis code. You need a procedural code. You need a CPT Hicks books and you have all of these books. It's ridiculous, right. right? It's very overwhelming. Huge. And, <laughs> and so if you're trying to work, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. You're doing a workout. You're basically deadlifting these books all around. So uh, the pocket guide is good because it keeps it concise. Um, and especially for those that are CDI, you're, you're not, how can I say it? it's concise for a reason, because especially when you lead into queries, you're not trying to ask unrelevant queries you want to make sure it's concise to the point to to there's a certain objective and so you know to have certain objectives you need to have that guide to put you on that right track right exactly yeah 
So um, you got your CCS. I'm trying to get along to your your timeline here, and you you met Cynthia Tang, right? At the time that you started doing consulting, right? Um, right. And you've worked together. You say you you bounce uh, you know you bounce back ideas. You complement each other, but like what what kind of relationship did you guys build? As you were working in, in consulting, like, is there anything aside from bouncing back and forth? Like, what what made you ultimately? Yeah. I guess this is the question. What made you ultimately get together and and create Pinson and Tang LLC? That's that's another interesting story, I think, because sure. as I said, um, I was asked to start working uh, part time and eventually went to full time mm. in assisting this one consulting firm out of Brentwood, Tennessee. Mm. Uh, that Cynthia worked for okay. and they needed another doctor to work in conjunction with her uh, to help, to help in this uh, consulting teaching mainly. And so we worked together. Uh, it was about a year or so with that firm. Then that firm merged with another firm after I think about a year and a half or so uh, that I had been with them mm-hmm. And you know how mergers go sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we got sort of shuttled off by ourselves under some managers that, you know, really didn't understand exactly what we did and didn't really understand how CDI worked. And we didn't have any good tools for teaching. Mm. And so um, after that merger, we began to say, you know, we have a lot of good ideas here. We have a lot of things we we could publish. We could teach this better if we were independent. And we certainly don't want to create this guide while we're working as employees for this consulting firm because Mm. we think it has so much potential. We want to own it ourselves. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be able to teach the way we wanted to teach, to implement programs the way we wanted to implement them, and in order to actually write this pocket guide, we decided we're going to form our own company. And so uh, that's when we decided to leave the consulting firm, uh, seek our own clients for consulting, and also publish this, uh, this pocket guide. We, we kept it primarily for our own clients for about two or three years. Okay. And then we said, hey, there's no reason for us to, to keep it secret. You know, it's like a corporate secret. You know, we think that people will buy this pocket guide. And people need this pocket guide. All CDI professionals, all coders, even physicians who are involved in this really what, could use. What year this. was this? I, I just I just wanted to ask. What year was this? Uh, about two thousand seven. I think around two thousand seven. Okay, okay. Uh, we uh, probably had worked in cons- with for those other consulting firms um, from two thousand four, maybe mm-hmm. until two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. But two thousand seven, mm-hmm. because that was the first edition. Of right. the CDI pocket guide, even though it was proprietary, that was new and it was really operational type mm-hmm. 
type things. And I don't think they saw the need, but uh, just about the same time, uh, you know, Actus was getting organized. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when we went to Actus and said, we think this could help you a lot. And this could help us a lot because this is something you could really offer that we believe is really super for document for CDI specialists. And so we, we saw both of us saw that opportunity and um, gosh, for about what, 10 years, mm-hmm. Actus published that for us. And then amazing. And since 2000, 2010, uh, 20, uh, 2019, around 2019, 2020, um, we saw even more opportunities that were going to be difficult for Actus to accomplish, especially in the electronic, um, area Mm -hmm. with, um, perhaps some online or uh, like digital, is that what you're talking about? Digital mm-hmm. web-based mm-hmm. things. And um, that the only thing that was really working, uh, going to work for them was going to be sort of PDF type things. And we definitely wanted something that had, um, what much more um, user-friendly, interactive, searchable okay. type things. Kind of like a, kind of like an application. Is that what you're trying a- to? Absolutely. Okay. And I think the fact that you know cloud-based. Okay. Good. Yes. That, <laughs> you're speaking the lingo. Better, you, know, <laughs> you don't have to download something and use something. You can you know you can access it anywhere, anytime, and. It's got a lot of super features, and that's our, uh, we call that our, our CDI uh, pocket guide unbound mm, version. So it's it's basically a web app, a web application. And that's extremely popular now. That outsells the print. Does it really? CDI pocket guide, yes. So there you have it. That is part one of my interview with Dr. Richard Pinson. You could find Dr. Pinson on LinkedIn. That's how we found each other. Uh, you could also go to pinsonandtang.com if you're interested in their CDI services. Uh, for the pocket guide, you could go to cdipocketguide.com. I checked recently on um, uh, Dr. Pinson's LinkedIn profile page, and he uh, posted a... Uh, discount. There's a 15% discount on the 2022 CDI Pocket Guide version, uh, which you could go again to cdipocketguide.com. Uh, that 15% is good through October 31st. So that's through this weekend, uh, the weekend that we that I release uh, this podcast episode. 